Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volturine, and you're listening to Obedient Love. Because of who I am, because of what I've been through, I'm very attached to consent. I'm 100% all about bodily autonomy. Do whatever you want to your own body, which I know may seem a little strange since I'm a sadist and I like to hurt people, but I need people to want to go there, to those dark places. And if they can't want it, then it's all just rape. Quite simple. Anything goes if you are a consenting adult. Anything. I'll cut, burn, beat, pierce. I'll punish and humiliate. I'll be the one to take you to that space you want to go. I'll be the demon. But I'm not a rapist. Things like non-consensual body modification, like infant circumcision, for example, or piercing a baby before they can even talk, that makes me angry. Things like non-consensual confinement, the internment camps, for example, make me rage. Consent is my one big deal. And by the way, you can't sell your body unless you're chopping off body parts to be attached to another body. Please stop saying that a prostitute or a sex worker sells their body. You can use your body in relation to other people and allow others to use it, but it's still your own to own no matter what. You live inside it, and you can't get out without disappearing altogether. It's the definition of our own permanent belonging. Or semi-permanent, if you believe in reincarnation. And that's what makes bodily autonomy so incredibly important, at least to me. Here's the deal. I think as humans, we have a need to go to fucked up places together. It's just something in our collective consciousness that needs to be fed. Our shadows are integral parts of ourselves. But not when we're truly and totally helpless and dependent, and not without being mentally and psychologically prepared to step onto that path. These are things to be explored with our eyes wide open, not to be forced upon us with no other choice. So why do some of us have the need to go there? Everyone has their own individual reasons, and they always fascinate me. I've said many times, I like to get inside the heads of the subs who serve me and learn what makes them tick. Subs like someone who knows how to push the buttons and pull the strings, and I do so love pushing buttons and pulling strings. I feel like an artist and a mad scientist all rolled into one. My experiments and discoveries lead to new creations, recreating whole human beings to my liking by getting inside and tinkering around a bit, reprogramming, molding. All of the words that one would use to describe what I do are words of creation and innovation. That's the headspace I love to live in. So why do people allow themselves to become my medium? Why do others consent to let me shape their shadows? What's in it for them? 
For Yule, my boy drum asked for a particular book that I really enjoy. It's about the so-called supermasochist Bob Flanagan. You may have heard of him. There's a documentary out there about him called Sick. As I was wrapping the gift, I came across his essay in the book and it really touched me. So I wanted to share it here and I found it on, on YouTube to share. Um, it's called Why by Bob Flanagan. Why? Because it feels good, because it gives me an erection, because it makes me come, because I'm sick, because there was so much sickness, because I say fuck the sickness, because I like the attention, because I was alone a lot, because I was different, because kids beat me up on the way to school, because I was humiliated by nuns, because of Christ and the crucifixion, because of porky pig in bondage, force-fed by some sinister creep in a black cape, because of stories about children hung by their wrists, burned on the stove, scalded in tubs, because of Mutiny and the Bounty, because of Cowboys and Indians, because of Houdini, <coughs> because of my cousin Cliff, because of the forts we built and the things we did inside them, because of what's inside me, because of my genes, because of my parents, because of doctors and nurses, because they tied me to the crib so I wouldn't hurt myself, because I had time to think, because I had time to hold my penis, because I had awful stomach aches and holding my penis made it feel better, because I felt like I was going to die, because it makes me feel invincible, because it makes me feel triumphant, <clears throat> because I'm a Catholic, because I still love Lent and I still love my penis, and in spite of it all, I have no guilt, because my parents said, be what you want to be, and this is what I want to be, because I'm nothing but a big baby and I want to stay that way and I want a mommy forever, even a mean one, especially a mean one, because of all the fairy tale witches and the wicked stepmother and the stepsisters and how sexy Cinderella was, smudged with soot, doomed to a life of servitude, because of Hansel, locked in the witch's cage until he was fat enough to eat, because of oh and how desperately I wanted to be her, because of my dreams, because of the games we played, because I've got an active imagination, because my mother bought me tinker toys, because hardware stores give me hard-ons, because of hammers, nails, clothespins, wood, padlocks, pulleys, eyeballs, thumbtacks, staple guns, sewing needles, wooden spoons, fishing tackle, chains, metal rulers, rubber tubing, spatulas, rope, twine, C-clamps, S-hooks, razor blades, scissors, tweezers, knives, pushpins, two-by-fours, <coughs> ping-pong paddles, alligator clips, duct tape, broomsticks, barbecue skewers, bungee cords, sawhorses, soldering irons, because of tool sheds, because of garages, because of basements, <coughs> because of dungeons, because of the pit and the pendulum, because of the Tower of London, because of the Inquisition, because of the rack, because of the cross, because of the Adams family playroom, because of Morticia Adams and her black dress with its octopus legs, because of motherhood, because of Amazons, because of the goddess, because of the moon, because it's in my nature, because it's against nature, because it's nasty, because it's fun, because it flies in the face of all that's normal, whatever that is, because I'm not normal, because I used to think that I was part of some vast experiment and that there was this implant in my penis that made me do these things and allowed them, wherever they were, to monitor my activities. Because I had to take my clothes off and lie inside this giant plastic bag so the doctors could collect my sweat. Because once upon a time I had such a high fever my parents had to strip me naked and wrap me in wet sheets to stop the convulsions. Because my parents loved me even more when I was suffering. Because I was born into a world of suffering. Because surrender is sweet. Because I'm attracted to it. Because I'm addicted to it. Because endorphins in the brain are like a natural kind of heroin. Because I learned to take my medicine. Because I was a big boy for taking it. Because I can take it like a man. Because as somebody once said, he's got more balls than I do because it is an act of courage, because it does take guts, because I'm proud of it, because I can't climb mountains, because I'm terrible at sports, because no pain, no gain, because spare the rod and spoil the child, because you always hurt the one you love. 
We all have reasons upon reasons. Some we understand and some we don't. Some of us need reasons and some of us stopped caring for reasons and just follow our own strange will. I post a lot of articles and share a lot of information about how BDSM is actually pretty normal. That people who practice BDSM are very psychologically well-adjusted people. And this is true. The purpose of sharing that info is to have people stop seeing DS as sick or deviant and understand it as an acceptable form of human sexual expression. But I also think it's important to acknowledge that there are those of us whose reasons, like Bob Flanagan's, do involve past traumas. And we've found a way to constructively deal with those traumas using BDSM. In an effort to normalize DS relationships, it's important to also acknowledge them as healing and as an active, conscious form of healing. We must be careful not to exclude or stigmatize someone who has found a sort of psychological salvation in kink, just because we want the outside world to stop seeing us all as damaged goods. Some of us are survivors, and BDSM has been key in our surviving and in finding our agency. So what does it mean for a person to have agency? In sociology, it's defined as one's ability to act on free choice, unimpeded by convention or force or circumstance. It's your free will, basically. This is an important concept for me because sometimes it's one's free will to give up agency and therein lies the paradox. In theology, it's said humans have free will so that they can be free to choose belief in their God and adherence to that God's laws. It stems from the idea that if you choose something, it has much more value than if you had no choice and just had to go along with it. If you have to think something through and feel something through, then you are in a sense giving of yourself as a gift, which means our agency is the most valuable thing we have to offer up. For me, this is what makes a DS relationship so intense and what makes it the polar opposite of abuse, no matter how much pain and humiliation is involved. And to me, it makes it the most intimate kind of relationship one could ever have. That's why I'm here. That's why I am who I am and I do what I do. For me, in a world where people's agency is impeded in every way, through cultural expectations, through circumstances, through force in the case of internment or infant body modification. Understanding the flip side of this coin is very important to me. Understanding how consent can transform something that can violate what I view as the most valuable aspect of our whole existence into something sacred, powerful, intimate. People ask why women stay in abusive relationships, and there are a lot of factors that involve fear, financial dependence, lack of self-esteem, but I think it also has something to do with this selfless wish to give the gift of their own agency over to someone else. I think what abusers do is they take this very special gift that some humans want to give to another person, 
that is the core of their own free will, something that could be so amazing and so bonding to give and to receive, and they wreck it, they destroy it and make it ugly and wrong. Some people want to give this as a gift, and some of us want to take that gift and to create with it and bond through it and revel in it and use it to give something back to the giver that they also need. Others just selfishly use it and throw it away, offering nothing in return. Be careful who you give your agency to. Is she a creatrix who will spin magic from it? Or is she someone who won't know what to do with it and end up wasting it away? You'll feel the magic when it's right. You'll feel parts of you open and parts of you heal. It will feel like a journey and you'll feel like you're taking the journey together. There will be mistakes along the way, don't get me wrong, but overall, it's going to feel otherworldly. You may wonder how it can even be real. You'll begin to crave it and feel like you're finally breathing after being suffocated for so long. Only the things that hold back agency, those being things like circumstance, fear, cultural conditioning, expectations of society, these are the only things that will seem to get in the way of this kind of submitting at times. But internally, it will feel like your compass is working and you're safe to let go and be taken through your shadows and reborn. Sit with that thought for a while and you can follow me and my own subs as we take this journey together by signing up at cathexis.com.